Welcome to An Apple a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How you feeling today, my friend? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. Hey, I want to tell you, after weeks, after months, Famous Apple, the website is up and running and looks gorgeous. So you have to go over and check out www.famousapple.com. I am so proud of this new website. I really want you to check it out. And remember, Famous Apple, that's the home site for this podcast. So if you get a minute, please check it out. And while you're tripping around the web, don't forget to go to famousapple.com forward slash group. That's our, our Facebook group page, Living with a Disability. Go over there, you meet some new friends, you answer some questions maybe, maybe you can ask a couple of questions. Either way, it's a nice time. Go over there, check it out. Boy, have we got a good one today. Let me ask you something. Have you ever thought about starting your own business? You have that dream, maybe you want to open up a a delicatessen maybe, or you want to open up a little restaurant or some kind of store some kind of little business, maybe a service-oriented business, maybe you want to become a contractor, or maybe you have a hobby and you want to make some side money out of that hobby. Maybe you like painting, or maybe you, you like working with gardens and lawns, or maybe you like pottery. You want to make a couple extra bucks, pay your electric bill, pay the gas bill, something like that. Or maybe you're disabled and you think about it. What's the one thing every year that comes around that gets very depressing for for the disabled? The holidays, right? And why? Because money's tight. You get depressed. You know, the blues, all of that. And it's all because of money usually. Well, here, it's summertime. You might be able to take your hobby, something that you like. You like writing. You like drawing. You like painting. You like pottery, something that you like, your hobby, and turned it into money. And you're saying, how is this even possible, Jimmy? Well, I'm going to introduce you to two brilliant people. And I mean brilliant. Their names are Tamara McDuff and Sid Ragona. They are the people behind the radio show and the podcast, Rethinking Business, Success Source, and two pickles. Now, you're probably going, what good is a cooking show going to do me? It's not a cooking show. It's a business show. And they're going to show you how to make money for free. Now, you're probably saying, oh, yeah, free, free, right? Okay. They're going to give us some advice over a podcast, how to make money. Yeah, okay, you heard that before. No, I'm talking about they're going to work with you. They're going to work with you for free. F-R-E-E exclamation point. In other words, you're going to contact them and they're going to work with you hands-on for free. And you're like, okay, what's the catch? I work with them hands-on for free, but I have to buy a $500 book, right? 
No, there is no strings attached. Not You're not paying a quarter, a dime, a nickel, a penny. Not a red cent. They work for a company called SCORE. And SCORE is volunteers. They're all business volunteers. Now, Tamara and Sid, they're certified business mentors. They're business owners themselves. And they help set people up in business. Now, you're thinking, oh, well, you have to have a million dollars to start a business. No, you could be a business from home. Don't look for excuses not to start a business. Have an open mind. Listen to this podcast today. Listen to what they have to say. Contact them. And you could be on your way to having either a full-time business where you can tell your, your current boss that, thank you for all the laughs and all the good times, but I'm on my own now. Or you can have a part-time business where you're like, I got extra money. Now, this isn't a get-rich-quick scheme. It's not. And nobody's saying there's not work involved. You're going to have to do some work. But this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity that's falling into your lap to get business executives with the knowledge to help you start either a full-time, a part-time, or a every-so-often type of business. They're going to give you the knowledge. They're going to push you. They're actually going to push you to become a success. And it's not going to cost you a dime. So I want you to sit back, relax, and I'm going to introduce you to Tamara and Sid. And you're going to thank me for this. Believe me, you're going to thank me for this. Okay? So sit back, relax, and let's get started here. Okay, I'm here with my two friends. You're not going to believe their names, but they're from the... They're, they're not only podcasters, they're also radio show hosts. They're score mentors, and they have a YouTube channel. They really don't do much. <laughs> they're, they're from the podcast Rethinking Business, Success Source, and Two Pickles. No, they're not a cooking team. It's not a cooking show. I'm going to introduce you to pickle number one, Tamara McDuff, and pickle number two, Sid Ragona. Welcome to an apple a day, pickles and apples. Hello, guys. How are you? <laughs> oh, we're doing good, Jimmy. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Hello, Sid. It's pickle number two, Sid Ragona. I'm happy to be on your show. Thank you very much for inviting us. So, what's new in your world of, what is this, your spare time? <laughs> You're busy running yes, around. it is spare time. <laughs> you guys are busy, busy, busy. For anyone that doesn't know, you have to check out their podcast. Their podcast, they have some of, I'm jealous, actually. Let me just say that up front. They have some of the greatest guests, and they just started. They're only on episode 12 or 13. 13? Is it 12 or 13, guys? You're asking Actually, the wrong know. person. Okay. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it's episode 12. <laughs> <laughs> and they they have screenwriters and they, they have uh, filmmakers that worked on the E-Network and so on and so forth. They have interesting guests. 
And not only do they have them on their podcast, they have them on their radio show. Where do you get these guests from? Well, um, I'll let Tamara answer. Sorry, I'll let Tamara answer that one. <laughs> we get them. There, a lot of them come from. Um, some of the early ones came from my network. These were all uh, personal friends of mine. Uh, some of them come through. A lot of them are now starting to come through our Score Network because they're Score clients. So they're they've worked with Score mentors and they were building their businesses. So they were mentees of ours. But we really get a lot of referrals from a lot of people. So we get them from a whole cross section. But my favorites are the Score clients and dipping into my personal network because nothing excites me more than when I put out an invite to someone and they're like anything you want Tamara just give me the link cool very cool yeah I, I agree with that and uh, the first you know some of the first few were also people that I, I've known uh, other business uh, leaders and also you know you've been on our show as well Jimmy and one of the things I, I've done is when we were looking for business guests uh, and guests that could advise businesses small businesses uh, one of the things I looked at was podcast hackers, and your name came up as uh, somebody that always gave mm-hmm. uh, useful and relevant relevant information. Uh, on another uh, site I was on, I came across across uh, Coach Rosa, who is a health and wellness coach. And when I see consistent sound advice, not sort of fly-by-night advice, but consistent, mature, thoughtful advice, that's when the little light goes off and I think they'd be good for our radio show and the radio show has been turned into a podcast. Excellent. Thank you. Well, thank you for that. And excellent. It's a, it's a really good idea, actually. Now, I have a question for you. You said SCORE, your SCORE mentorship. What is SCORE? Mm-hmm. So SCORE is a national organization that has been around since 1964 there are over 300 score chapters across the United States. And we, as an organization, SCORE provides free mentoring and also low-cost workshops. Although now our workshops are online because of COVID, so they're free. Most of them are free for, for the majority of, of them. But as we get back into in-person, they'll be low-cost so it's a really great treasure trove of expert business advice from people like Sid and myself who own our own businesses and we're score mentors. So we take our expertise in our respective fields and bring it to the mentees to help them start, run and grow their business. All right. When you say business, though, and this might just be my own ignorance, I guess. When you say you're own, uh, running businesses, are you talking about like Fortune 500 businesses or are you talking about small businesses? <laughs> small businesses. Though SCORE can mentor uh, Fortune 500 businesses. We can mentor businesses of any size. But for myself and uh, Sid, we, are, we have small businesses. Right. And that's usually what we mentor. I mentor mostly in the startup category. And like... What kind of small business? How small of a business? Because I'm thinking about our listeners. I, I, I have people that I've spoken to that are disabled. And there's certain businesses for disabled people to get off of disability and get back into mm-hmm. the business world and get back working. But like I'm, I'm talking about really small businesses like vending trucks or 
delicatessen, say, or something. Would that be? Would that fall under your mentorship programs? Yes. Really? Yes, absolutely. In fact, we had a couple of mentees that ran food trucks, for example. Um, and we've had restaurants, we've had mom and pop delicatessens come through. I've had home-based businesses. We've had uh, hair salons, uh, barber shops. We've had uh, real estate people come in. You know, any really any business that you can. It people starting up uh, those kinds of businesses out of computer repair out of their home. You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, we we even teach people that don't have a business, how to start a business. Yes. Uh, just basically, there's a, a lot of times where people have a full, full-time job and they want a little bit of, of extra cash and they have a hobby. The hobby might be painting or pottery mm-hmm. or doing a bit of gardening. And it's, how can I turn this into cash? You know, I'm very good at gardening, uh, for example. Um, how would I get how would I get my name out? How do I do some marketing? What should I charge? Uh, and we have to sort of help them with that. And and then we see sort of common patterns to people that are at the very beginning of starting a business. They always feel that if they're right at the beginning, uh, they should charge the lowest price. And this is where we come in. That uh, when you charge the lowest price, you've got nowhere to go. Uh, but further down so they'll start there so we 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 start at the very very beginning uh, of the concept and sometimes through a series of questions and answers and acting as a sounding board and a little bit of planning uh, sometimes you can provide help and the help is not always starting a business the the help may be this is not the right time to start that business Um, you don't have enough hours in the day to do that uh, it's going to have to be on a weekend. Or sometimes you, you have people sit back and they have a smile on their face and they say, it's not really the best idea, is it? And you can't say, well, no, it's, it's the worst idea I've really ever heard. Uh, but, you can say, <laughs> but you can say, well, if, if, that's, what, if that's what you think, uh, it may not be the best idea then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We're just there to provide the guidance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're there to provide guidance, not not opinions. So, yeah. but mm-hmm. you guys would you guys could help somebody looking to start a home based business. Yes. 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 Really. Uh, now, in fact, tomorrow works from home. I work from home. Um, I have one business. My wife uh, also works from home, and she has three home based businesses. Really. Yes. That's excellent. Yeah. How does does that work? Do, do you do do you work with people virtually or does it have to be face to face? Right now we are working with uh, our mentoring clients. We're working with them uh, virtually, though I personally have met some face to face because things are starting to open up. And if my mentoring client is comfortable with that, then, you know, we'll find a place that is safe for both of us and, and we'll do that. But the majority of my mentoring is still done online. And therefore, I've been mentoring people all across the United States. I have, in fact, I've got a couple of clients out in California. Now, that was my next question. You're, so you're, you're able to go outside of your, your area? Yes. Okay. Yep. 
And that works both ways, actually. So like we have, I like I said, I have clients that are as far away from California. I think I have one in Pennsylvania. I have one in Ohio. I've had some in Florida. But the other thing is when somebody reaches out to get a SCORE mentor, if they ask a question and their chapter doesn't have a mentor that's available or doesn't have that expertise, they can reach out to the national network themselves and get a co-mentor to come in and help that person. So I always tell people, you don't get just one mentor, you get all 12,000 of us from across the country to help you support your business. Wow, excellent. That's excellent. Now, this may be a sticky subject, but what does it cost? (laughs) That's the beauty of it, Jimmy. It costs nothing. All right. Nothing, zero, zip. Now, this is a very stupid question, but how does that work? How I mean, that's, because you're pro, you're providing be, a great a great service here. Yeah, we are, and it's because every score mentor is a volunteer. We've all decided to volunteer our time and our expertise to support local businesses in our community and small businesses across the United States. Okay, but it really is an organization for putting America back to work one small business at a time. That's phenomenal. I mean, <laughs> you're doing an awful lot of work for free. <laughs> yes. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoy it personally. My favorite moments are when I'm mentoring someone and they get that aha moment from something that, you know, my expertise is in digital marketing. So they'll talk to me about what they want to do and how things they want to accomplish on different platforms. And I'll say, well, think about it from this perspective. And they'll be like, oh, oh, nobody's ever explained it to me that way. Thank you very much. And they get this aha moment and they're off and running. Right. And just to see those kind of aha moments and watching their businesses grow and thrive, I get the biggest thrill out of that. That's excellent. Yeah, uh, me me too. And and in fact, my speciality is sales. And I get a, a lot of people that are basically starting their own business. Uh, and it doesn't matter how small it is, but uh, when you're starting your own business, there's one thing you have to realize. If you're starting out as, um, you know, the sole proprietor, the only person in the business, whether you like it or not, you are the principal salesperson of mm-hmm. that business. Uh, If you're not doing the selling, nobody else is doing it for you. And I find that there's a big stereotype about sales. And I think it's because people think of, you know, adverts of um, secondhand car salespeople or or something like this. There's, There's a stigma associated with it. And what I try to teach is the fact that when you're doing sales, the first thing you have to actually think about, and especially if you're starting your own business, is, what problem are you solving for your customer? And if you're solving a problem for your customer and you know what problem you're solving, the rest of the sales discussion just flows automatically because they have a problem, you have a solution, and you can explain it. Uh, and that's the way you start um, doing sales. Not, uh, you know, this, this is what I do. It costs $10. Can you pay me now? You know, that's not the way you do it. You talk about the fact that you can solve a person's problem. So I think the biggest joy I get is when people relax and say, well, I can do sales like that. Mm -hmm. That's like marketing one-on-one. 
you find, yes. you yeah. you find the problem, you solve the problem. Right. That's that's really excellent. That and yeah. when you say it like that too, it, it it really breaks it down because I've always I've always been under the the thought to be a salesman, you have to have the thickest skin. You have to be able to accept no. And that's yeah. not that's not an easy thing for a lot of people to accept. Well, in fact, um, you know, one of the things that I, I like to teach in sales is that you, you, you shouldn't actually be getting to a situation where the customer says no first. Um, in fact, when you're describing the problem you solve and you're asking what problem they need to be solved, uh, if what you have doesn't solve their problem, it's time for you to say no, that uh, actually I don't think this would work for you. Uh, in fact, you know, I would rather refer you to somebody else because the most precious commodity you have as a small business is your own time. And if you're spending time just to try to keep a, a fish on a hook that's eventually going to get away, you're wasting your time and you're wasting everybody else's time. And then you're going to feel disappointed and you're going to feel that you don't have it. When in fact, for, for what you're doing, that, that's possibly the wrong customer. That makes sense. Yes. And as sense. you can tell, when I start talking about sales, I get very preachy, so I'm sorry. No, you, <laughs> you can tell. You, you See, that's the difference, though. You can tell that you have the thing that's, that's needed because you become very yeah. serious about it. Yes, yes. Where other people, just, fact, yeah. other people just kind of like gloss over it. You dig down right. deep, and that's. I guess that's what you need to be a mentor. Yes, I mean, there's, um, like Tamara said, it, everything is free. Um, we're volunteers. We put a lot of time in. Uh, Tamara, especially, puts in. Uh, I don't know when Tamara sleeps, to be honest, but puts a lot <laughs> of time in. But there, there are high points as well, and and some of the high points are not just the the mentoring. Um, some of the high points, are, and the high points for me is the fact that uh, Tamara and I teach classes together, and we we absolutely have a blast when we're teaching together. We do, we do. It, it's a good time, and that kind of energy carries over into the class. You know, we make them interactive. We ask questions, and we tell them, we tell the people who are attending that we would rather answer their questions and have them really take advantage of having us in the room in versus getting through our slide presentations. Right. Yeah. And, and Although I put some really good, I put some really good visuals up there, Sid, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, tomorrow and I became good friends and we go to each other's house for dinner and bring, she brings Jim over here, her husband and, and my wife, um, Christine, is also a score mentor. And the only thing I ever regret, and it haunts me to this day, is that uh, her husband became a vegan, and she told me about it <laughs> uh, before they came over. And I completely forgot. And that day I was thinking, <laughs> what shall I cook? And I cooked a meat fest. <laughs> I cooked candied bacon for an appetizer. I had bacon and pulled pork for a meal for the meal. I, I had all sorts of things and I and I kept serving it up to a husband, Jim, like, oh look at this bacon, look, you know, look at this and it's on a stick and here we go. And he was, he was very polite, oh thank you, thank you, and he'd push it to one side and 
have a tomato or a vegetable. And I was thinking, <laughs> so I still didn't catch on. I was thinking he's saving the best for last. Right. Um, <laughs> and then, then I was serving up the meal and he, he was preferring potatoes and things. And then it was sort of halfway through the night, I realized, oh, my God, he's a vegan. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking, uh, well, that's the last I'll ever see of him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Tomorrow. That's all right. To, I'm still apologizing to Jim. Do you know I, know? Do you know I remember that story when I was, when I was a guest on your radio show? Yes. You you were telling that story when I was a guest on your radio show. Uh, as you can see, uh, I'm I'm still actually bent over. Uh, and, uh, sorry about it. That's all right, Sid. We still love you. It's just that a husband won't yeah. come to your house anymore. <laughs> yeah, but you know, since then I, I I walk around the supermarket and I keep stopping in the vegan aisle looking at food and thinking, <laughs> if Jim ever dares come back to my house, I, I'll pick up one of these and I'll pick up one of those. Oh boy, yeah. I have, I have to ask you now, Sid. I know you have two sons that have a disability, right? Yeah. Yes. They're uh, they're hearing hearing impaired. Um. Well, if you ask my sons, they would say that they're not impaired at all, okay. and they would say it's not a it's not a disability. They're they're proud to be deaf. I, I have three children. Uh, both my boys are deaf, and my daughter is hearing. And so we used to joke at my daughter's expense, uh, and good job she has a great sense of humour, that we have three kids, two are deaf, and the other one doesn't listen. Um, <laughs> Uh, so which is worse? Yeah, so both my boys are um, profoundly deaf um, and uh, both have cochlear implants. Um, my oldest one, Sammy, he does very well with his cochlear implant and, and can speak beautifully, uh, loves music and he has even composed music. In fact, on one of my YouTube videos, uh, the introductory music he composed. And um, when he wants to be deaf, he simply takes his implant off. Uh, Selective my... hearing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and my, my youngest son um, is 17. He has a cochlear implant, but he hasn't worn it for years. He's very proud to be deaf. He doesn't consider it a disability. Uh, he's very independent uh, in restaurants, so if we go anywhere. He doesn't want me interpreting for him. Um, he uses uh, voice-to-text apps on his phone to listen to what people are saying. I remember him. once I was in... Uh, sorry. I said God bless him. Yeah, I remember once I was in a restaurant and I could see people looking over at um, uh, me and uh, my younger son because we were both buried with our faces in our phones. And I, I could see that some people were thinking, you know, Here's dad and his son, and they aren't even talking to each other. Look at the dad just looking at his phone and, you know, his son's on his phone. But that's how we chose to talk that day. We were texting each other, kind of we were having, texting each other jokes. And then there were other times when I, I talked to him and his face is buried in his phone. And that's because he's, he's watching the text of me speaking come up on his phone. For example, this morning, um, he had a dental appointment and the dentist said, I want to be in the room with him. 
And I said, I, I don't need to be in the room with him. And then the, the, the dentist was saying, well, it might be easier and things like that. And Spencer just uh, typed no. And you could see all the conversation that he was listening to the conversation we were having. And uh, there was no problem. He has his phone. This, this uh, works for him. And so uh, in both cases, uh, I'm very proud of the boys. I'm, I'm proud of Sam because, you know, it, he's actually listens to music and accesses sound when he wants, deaf mm -hmm. when he wants to be, uh, fully deaf. And Spencer has chosen to be fully deaf. And I, I respect that. I respect that, too. You have to. That's excellent. Yeah. Very good. And um, and it's been um, it's been a sort of transformative for our families. So we consider ourselves uh, bilingual uh, in terms of speaking English and um, American Sign Language. So we all know it, not as good as the boys do, of course, but um, we have a lot of fun with it. Well, and well, in fact, go ahead. No, I was going to ask: Were they born? Were they born deaf? Yes, they were born deaf. Oh, okay. um, Sammy was the first deaf person I ever met. Really? And uh, yes, yes. And uh, we weren't sure what to do at first, but uh, you know, in any circumstance where you find things like this, we we spoke to the doctors. And I have to be fair, and perhaps I shouldn't say it. Um, they were able to give a diagnosis. They weren't able to give much advice. Right. Uh, and so the first thing we set about doing was um, contacting other parents that had deaf children. And before we knew it, we had this great social network of uh, parents uh, with deaf children. And then we met deaf adults. And it, it's kind of funny, you know, we figured that speaking, having deaf adults over for dinner, uh, we'd be able to have a um, lot more conversation and learn more about deaf culture. And the very first time we had a, a deaf couple over for dinner, um, we suddenly realized that all the sign language that Christian and I knew was things like, do you need your diaper changed? Are you wet? Um, drink this milk. Uh, sit there. You cannot leave the, t you cannot leave the table. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of hard with adults. <laughs> so then when adults came over, we realized that we actually don't have any adult conversation. Uh, but they, 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 they took it in their stride and taught us what we needed to know. So I won't go into lots of details. <laughs> You know, you learn about this is wine, this is how you ask if you want more wine. So there, there was less direct orders. Yeah. Um, so so that's, that was an interesting journey for us. But it's and, it's, um, and, and now SCORE, uh, or the, the Rochester uh, chapter under Tamara's guidance, um, we now have uh, our workshops interpreted for the deaf. Excellent. That's excellent. That's so good to hear. That yeah. That... That is because, oh, you don't know how good that is to hear. Uh, we are also, we're also pursuing ways that we can have our mentoring sessions interpreted. Um, and so we're working on, you know, solutions for that. We're working on funding for that. Um, so hopefully soon we'll be able to, we'll be able to do that as well. But I plan to... I'll get into having our workshops continue to be interpreted. So not just on Zoom and on our YouTube channel, but actually when we get back to being in person and then working on how we can best serve the deaf community and uh, have our mentoring sessions be interpreted as well. The, that, is, that is so good to hear. So many times people with disabilities are left out 
and not intentionally. I know it's not intentional, mm-hmm. but just because yeah, people yep. people don't think of it. And here, this is that is so good, so good. We've seen it during the pandemic with Cuomo. He was holding these press conferences. There was no one there to sign for the death when he was holding the press conferences. If re- if you recall, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. There was no interpreters for for the deaf people. Yeah, they had they had to finally call them on it, and he he did it. And as much as uh, Bill De Blasio was doing what he was doing, he at least every time he held the press conference, he had someone there to interpret for the deaf. Right. But so yep. many times they they forget the disabled, whether it's the interpreters for the deaf or for the blind or uh, no no ramps for wheelchairs, and it's just so, exactly. It's so ha- it's so heartening to hear that you're going that extra step. I want, yeah, in I, fact, my my wife, in fact, my wife, Kristin, organizes some of the workshops, and one of the work, yes. several of the workshops she's organized, in fact, have um, people teaching, uh, and the teacher is deaf, and we use yes. the interpreter to speak. So yes. we're now giving voice to deaf people to be instructors. Excellent! <laughs> How cool is that? Really. <laughs> Think about think about the dignity, the respect you're giving to that person. That's, you yeah, can't... they've they've been very well received. Those um, the workshops where they're presented by the deaf person and interpreted for those of us who are hearing. So um, they've been very well received. That is so good. I I I commend you guys. Oh, that is so good. Again, I wish I wish Thank there you. I wish there was millions more to thought like you guys. The, well, I don't know about that. But. <laughs> well, thought... if it could be in my head, that's fine. I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> thought like you guys on this subject. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but that, that... I said, there'd be millions more people with no pants on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There'll be deaf people at nudist colonies. <laughs> there yeah, you go. Absolutely. <laughs> But that is that is so so cool, really. Now, well, thank you. Your radio. Thank show. Thank you very much. Your radio show. Mm-hmm. How how long have you been doing that? Oh, let's see. I think it's been almost a year, hasn't it? it? Said. I think it's been almost a year. I'd have to go back and look. I mean, I've been doing my radio show for two, and I think. I brought this one on about a year ago. What radio really? show? What other radio show do you do, Tamara? I do one called Rock Voices. It's on the same uh, Rochester Free Radio station, except mine is on Sundays, and mine goes deep into removing the stigma of disabilities, mental illness, and addiction. Really? Yes. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to give me the the radio station and the. The links for that, because I'm going to put all of the, all of this in our show notes, and I'm going to put it on. We have the new website oh. now. We have the new famous oh, Apple web, website. It just went up last week, mm-hmm. so I'm going to put it all on that as well. And uh, I didn't I didn't know you did another radio show. That's great. And you've been doing yeah, that for thank two you. years, at least two years. Yeah. Yep. Now I, yep. I don't mean to get personal or anything. Do you have anyone that's afflicted by that? Yep. All three of them, actually. And um, I have five children 
and I've got two of my girls are disabled uh, with physical disabilities. I have one who is uh, in a wheelchair and she's nonverbal and lives in a group home that's run through one of our local organizations up here. And she was with uh, the Mary Cariola organization up here, which we fully support. And so she she's there. And then my other daughter uh, was um, an, she was an addict and we lost her about three years ago. Oh, I'm so and sorry. she also had thank you. She also had a physical disability. She suffered from arthrogryposis and wore uh, ankle foot orthotics, AFOs. And so I went through the gamut of lots of surgeries, physical therapy, occupational therapy, all of that, and fighting for her in the schools with her IEP, you know, and teaching mm-hmm. her teachers and her therapist how to deal with her and educating them and also helping her navigate from, you know, the kids would always look at her because she was different and she walked differently and, you know, and helping her how teach her how to advocate so i did that for you know pretty much her whole life well until she got old enough to speak for herself but um so yes so i i have all of that and then as far dealing with a mental health diagnosis as well so you know and and it runs on my bonus children's side of the family pretty much wow um yeah, so I they've they've touched both me and my co-host uh, personally, and we wanted to remove those stigmas and have conversations that move our community forward. So, I've been touched by disability myself, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm I'm just tired of the way people look at us. To be honest, yes, and that's mm-hmm. that's yep. what made me do the podcast and what made me do the blog as well, but it made me really want to do the podcast and. I think what you're doing is a great thing, and we need more people well, like you. Well, yeah. thank you. Well, I always taught my daughter about how to use her ability and not, you know, look at it as a disability. You know, she was able to acknowledge she had a disability. She There's some things that she just could not physically do because her legs lacked the mechanics to do it. However there were way more things that she could do. And I taught her how to make decisions from a position of strength, knowing what kind of effort level she'd have to put out to do something with her condition versus somebody who didn't have that condition. She ran a mile and the Empire State Games for the Physically Challenged, she ran a mile in track in 15 minutes and 32 seconds. Jeez, she could be a Marine. Yeah, I told her... <laughs> I know. I told her. I was like, "Dude, there's people with two good legs that can't do that." Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm forever telling people there is no such thing as a disabled person. That doesn't exist. Right. There's people with disabilities, but you can't be a disabled person. A person is a person. Yeah, you know, we can be people with a disability. Right. right. I'm, I'm in a wheelchair, but mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm disabled. I have a disability. But, yeah. And I never want anyone ever to say, oh, here comes that guy in the wheelchair. I want them to say, oh, here comes Jimmy, you know? Right. So. Exactly. And people with disabilities have to learn not to let people define them by their disabilities. Exactly. And that's what, that's what we always say, too, is that, you know, my daughter's name was Emily. And so she was a whole lot of things, right? And everything made up a little bit of who she was, but not one thing defined her. Right. Yes. So. Yes. 
That's... And it's the same with my boys as well, that mm -hmm. they, they bristle at the term um, hearing impaired. And I know that people use that term. Um, I mean, it's the most common term around. But uh, I think in our particular case, we've, we've raised the boys not to view themselves uh, as anything different other than they, they're deaf. And, and the deafness doesn't define them. Exactly. It's part of who they are. And it's to some degree, you know, we joke around that it's a special power that we can talk through windows to each other and secret messages and <laughs> and, and sign language is such a beautiful language as well. It's a positional language. And, um, you know, if you ever see, uh, there, was, there was a time, I think, um, karaoke and um, we were on vacation and everybody was up, you know, taking their turn and singing and Sam got up. And um, he knew the words to the music and he sang them all the way through. He just stayed quiet and sang them. He got uh, a wonderful round of applause. And that's one of my proudest moments. Like I said, I've had my share of people looking at me and staring at me. I have one leg. I remember, I think one mm -hmm. of the most embarrassing times I ever had, and it was in the very beginning, I had an artificial leg and a kid was staring at me. And I was in a Ruby Tuesdays and I got up and I went to go use mm. the restroom and the kid came in with his father, which bothered me even more. And I was washing my hands and the kid came over, he's staring at me, he says, can I see your leg? <laughs> and like I said, it was still new to me. And I, I just looked at him and I looked at the father and the father smiled. And it just, I was so embarrassed. I didn't even like going out at that point in my life. And I was like, don't you teach your kids? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I went back to the I... table and I told my wife, I said, let's just go, please. Of course, when I sat down, naturally, your pants leg goes up a little bit and there's this silver bar. I said, let's just go. And it just, it was embarrassing. But now, now I can't wear the leg anymore because of a couple of strokes. But, now it doesn't bother me. I go out. My nephew, who is eight years old, he comes over and he'll, he'll ask me, where's your other leg? I said, a shocking. Right. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. He draws a picture of me with one leg. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Actually, uh, I, I, think, I think there's a wasted opportunity there. Rather than it doesn't matter. You need to actually spend some time with me, and I'll help you concoct a superhero story. <laughs> right there, you go. <laughs> oh, I've I've told them a couple of different stories. I, I said I, I I gotta tell you this real quick. I was in re, uh, not in rehab in uh, infusion. I was I had a pick line, and I had to get antibiotics. And if you've ever, ever been in an infusion center, it's the happiest, terrible place you'll ever be in because most people in there are getting chemotherapy, whatever. And so, but you become like a family in there and mm -hmm. everybody knows each other and it's a terrible place when you first walk in there. You, you really don't want to be there. But once you're in there, people laugh and joke a little bit. Anyway, and this was down in South Carolina and this young kid came in had to be about 18, 19 years old. And the nurses were great. And this nurse comes over and she says, I'm going to put him next to you. Just make him feel comfortable. You know, see if you can get him to laugh a little bit. He's scared to death about being here. 
I said, sure. So we were sitting there, and I said, how do you feel? And he goes, I'm really scared. I'm really scared. I said, don't be scared. So the nurse comes over, she says, I got to give you a shot. And you could see the color drain out of his face. So I leaned over to him, I said, don't let her give you a shot. (laughs) (laughs) She's he says, why? <laughs> I let her give me a shot. And I said, look what happened. He goes, what? I said, I came in here with two legs. I thought this kid was going to die. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he, said, can I, he, he said to the nurse, he says, can I move somewhere else? <laughs> So that's the last time they brought anybody for you to calm down. After right? that, I had, right. after that, I had nobody on either side of me. I was, right, there you go. I was spread out. <laughs> oh boy! But no, you guys are doing great with the radio show. You're doing great with the podcast. <laughs> I didn't know you had another radio show tomorrow. When do you sleep? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I sleep from midnight to four. <laughs> and plus, you got YouTube going on. You got mm-hmm. what? The, is Jim involved with this? No, no, no. But he's been invited. He's 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 been invited, but he has his own passion projects that he does, and you know he's heavily involved in the community with our youngest. Uh, with Mary Cariola and now with Heritage Christian Home and making sure that, you know, she's well taken care of. And he's always, you know, if they have a fundraiser, he's out, you know, doing that. So he equally is busy. Okay. So when do the four of you sleep? <laughs> I told you midnight <laughs> and four. Do you, do you all drive around like in a camper? So uh, like, no. Like, <laughs> that could be fun, though. You, you could park. <laughs> You got 15 minutes off, all right, I'll be in, I'll be in the camper. That's right. Yeah. Well, in fact, I joke with everybody. I said I found five minutes in my schedule, so I started another radio show. <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> Unbelievable. And, but I do. Yeah, I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I think in, in our case, I'm speaking for myself, but I also think I'm speaking for Tamara. We're doing a lot of things that we actually enjoy and feel passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm never truly aware of how much time um, I put in. And I put in a lot of time because I have a, a company that I run as well. Uh, my wife's got three home-based businesses, Kristen, and she actually does a tremendous amount of work. In fact, uh, she often makes, uh, you know, the, the joke is she makes, she makes me look good, actually. Right. <laughs> she, she tells us that all the time. I make you guys look good. I'm like, sometimes we don't give you a lot to work with. <laughs> yeah. But I, I said, and so we have a lot of fun doing it. And mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything more rewarding than collapsing into bed with a smile on your face and going to sleep. Yeah, exactly. I feel the same way. I, you know, I don't even, I can't even count the hours of anything that, um, I've done and, and all of our mentors do the same thing. They all bring their A game and they, they're all bringing everything they've got to the table for our mentees. And people just don't realize the breadth of expertise that goes into these mentoring sessions. And then when Sid and I get together, the awesomeness in the room about sales and marketing knowledge that we're about to drop on them is phenomenal. So 
Yeah, we do get a few people scratching their heads like I, I thought we were going to get professionals. <laughs> exactly. Yes, they have said that occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> you guys you guys are amazing. Well, thank you. I'm going to need links to everything that you do. Okay. <laughs> Your other radio show, mm-hmm. This well, to both radio shows, the podcast I have, Sid, what's, mm-hmm. your, what's your other business, Sid? Oh, I actually sell scientific equipment um, made in Europe and uh, in Asia, and I sell it to universities in uh, the U.S. and in Canada, self-universities, research institutions, hospitals. And so it's, um, in fact, some of the equipment I've been selling basically images uh, whole brains, and it's used for uh, Alzheimer's research. And, and so forth. So wow. it's um yeah. So I, I I have a you know I have a, a degree in science and a, a PhD in uh, biophysics. And so I I have a business that sells scientific equipment. Um, and and to me, I I don't even consider it sales. I, I consider myself part of the research team when I'm talking to people. That again, you know, this is part of you're trying to solve a problem. You're trying to find information. I have a couple of products that might be able to help. And if I determine very early that uh, my product won't help, I'm, I'm very wise with my time. Uh, there's no point in pursuing it. Uh, I, I better sort of um, stand back and say, this is not the right tool. Let me go, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you, you need to look at something else. And, um, you know, I, I feel quite passionate about that. It's something I, I started in 2006. I decided that I wanted to spend more time with my family. Uh, because I had previous jobs where I was on the road all the time. And so I decided to work from home. And like most people that decide to start their own business so you can spend more time with your family, you truly end up spending more time at home. Uh, but it, the truth of the matter is you spend more time working as well. I was just going to say, so I, you wanted to spend more time with your family. So what are you up to now, 15 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's the fact that I can organize my time. No, you know, I'm, I'm, the... I'm only kidding. It's the fact that I can take them to the school. I can be called into the school. Um, I can do things. I can organize my time so I'm there Yeah. Uh, when I when I want to be, uh, and that makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Now, K- Kristen, what are her three businesses? Uh, she is um, a real estate agent, uh, so she sells uh, houses and she specializes <laughs> actually in sell- selling houses to the deaf. Uh, <laughs> not only deaf, yeah, um, in fact, because she can show them around and sign and have a discussion with them. And, you know, not exclusively, but in general, when a deaf person is looking for a house, they're looking for open spaces because they're using sign language. Okay. Uh, and therefore, you know, small little small rooms and everything closed off is, you know, not the way they, they're going to want to live. So that's one. Uh, a second business she has is she makes jewelry and she makes sign language jewelry. Uh, these are hand signs, uh, necklaces, um, earrings and so forth. And so this is really uh, jewelry that speaks uh, because it has a, a message to it. And uh, Christine becomes extremely busy. Uh, roundabout Christmas time when everybody's buying this type of jewelry. Sure. Um, in, in fact, you know, we, we always joke that um, I never really see her uh, in December because I go to bed and she's still up until three or four in the morning making jewelry for uh, orders that she has to fulfill. 
And, and then she has a, another business selling uh, smaller end scientific equipment. Uh, that, that one's phasing out right now. I think there's only so many things you can do. And so that one's, uh, while it used to be uh, taking up all of the time, that one's taking up less of the time as she, do, as she does more with the uh, real estate market, the jewelry, and of course, uh, making Tamara and I look good. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that right there is a full-time job. Oh my God. <laughs> you guys are crazy. <laughs> Nuts. Yeah, and in fact, when she's just listened to the, if you play the description I just gave you, uh, I'm sure I might be in for some stern work. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I tell you what, I'm going to contact Kristen for for an interview. Holy! <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I'm, I, I tell you what, that 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 jewelry, that's the signing jewelry, is yes. is a really mm -hmm. really good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's stunning. I have a couple of pieces myself, and it's just it's stunning work that she does because she's so talented. That is that's a that's a really good idea, and I've never seen that. I've never you know. Oh. I've I've gotten advertisements from people. I've never seen that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll ask her to send one to you, uh, and then you can give it as a gift to your wife or something like that. How's that? No, don't don't do that. Uh, ask her to send me a flyer for it. Okay, I'll do that. And a link, a, a, a link to her, uh, to her business. Yes. Well, actually, send me a link to her businesses because I'll put that on the show notes as well. All right, um, she'll be very happy with that. Um, I'm making a note because I'm, if I don't make notes, I well, can't. What I'm going to need you to do because there's so many of them, I need you to send me an email. <laughs> I need you to send me an email with all of them with, with uh, Tamara's yeah. radio station yeah. links and. Your links and Kristen's links, if you would. Will do. And yeah. this way, I can um, put them all with the the podcast this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Sounds good. Thank you. That definitely. That uh, <laughs> believe me, I feel like I just spoke to seven people with, with, all, the, <laughs> with all the jobs that are going on here. I feel like a lazy bum. <laughs> slacker jimmy yeah really i'm a real slacker. i i feel terrible I'm, I'm gonna be leaving this thinking what a bum i am you're doing two radio shows you're doing podcasts this that making jewelry and selling scientific equipment <laughs> and i'm talking on a microphone <laughs> We're just here to help you level up, Jim. Oh, oh good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going, no, you're great. I'm going into bed and pulling the cover over my head. <laughs> In fact, that's uh, partly where the, the name Two Pickles comes from, <laughs> no. uh, is the fact that uh, we end up being in places and um, everything's changed by the time we get there. And so the, you know, what we were supposed to present has changed. And tomorrow and I look at each other and have a quick um, 10 or 30 second discussion. Who's going to go first? Because whoever goes first, the other one can follow. And then we have to all, we have to make a two hour presentation on the fly. And mm -hmm. so because we've done this so many times, we can. Uh, but we, we, we sometimes joke that we find ourselves in a pickle and um, have to um, sort of smile um, and make it look uh, seamlessly planned. 
You guys, uh, when, it, when in fact we're, we're making it up. You guys are pickles. I'm not yeah. even a gherkin. Yeah, we're like ducks. <laughs> there you go <laughs> well guys this has been phenomenal this has really been something and i want to wish you the best of luck well, I, I was going to say i want to wish you the best of luck with the podcast but that's the least of it at this point <laughs> i want to wish you the best of luck with everything <laughs> Well, thank you. you thank you for having us. And and I can tell you, I, and I can't speak for Sid, but I'm pretty sure that I do. And I say, Jimmy, we've been very grateful for all of the advice that you've fed to us and fed to us via Sid. Um, and we've put it into practice. And that's one of the things that makes our podcast work so well is, you know, for your insight. So we really do appreciate your expertise your insight and your friendship thank you i i really really appreciate your friendships uh, i <laughs> i honestly do i i i don't feel like this was a, a really an interview i feel like this is talking to two friends and, yeah yeah and i i really had a good time this is <laughs> this is this is really good this is really good and like i said i i'm i'm one of i'm one of your biggest fans i listen to your podcast all the time and i'm just you in awe. I I said it a couple of weeks ago. I put I mentioned you guys when you hit your tenth your tenth episode. Mm-hmm. And, and you know one of the one of the markers for a good podcast usually people that start a podcast don't make it past the seventh episode. That's the marker. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. They said a podcast that goes past the seventh episode is going to stick around for a while. Nine times out of ten, if they get to the seventh episode, they're on the right track. They say 80% of the people that start a podcast don't make it to the seventh episode. And that's what they told me in the beginning. They said, you're going to do three episodes, four episodes, and quit. Because how much can you say about disability? I'm up to 212 now. Well, actually, interestingly enough, when when I checked out your podcast at the very beginning, and it was about disability, I was thinking... How do you make? How do you actually get so many episodes? Uh, and that was one of my sort of not not sort of overriding question, just you know, sort of musing in my mind, like really. So let me listen to this, and uh, I, I've been listening to some of the podcasts, and they're they're all all very useful. I um, in fact, I've been impressed by them. And in terms of you know, Tamara uh, did echo exactly what I was thinking. Um, but I, I think. As a as a group, and um, you included, I think we all got off on the right foot. Anyway, even from the very beginning, I mean, it's, um, it's yeah. you've been very helpful, uh, been very friendly, uh, and you've you've been quite nurturing towards us because you know it, it's obvious at the beginning that um, we simply jumped in and decided that okay, here we are. We're going to see. We're going to see what we can do. Um, mm-hmm. no, you guys, you you know. You guys came in and you said this is what you wanted to do, and you could tell you weren't blowing smoke that you were going to do yeah. it. And mm-hmm. I've had other people come and say, "Oh, I'm going to start a podcast." I said, "Oh, okay. Let me know when you're going to do it, and <laughs> I'll help anybody. I'll if you really truly want to do something, and I can be of help, I'll be of help. But I can't tell you how many people said, "Oh, I want to start a podcast, Jimmy. I want to start. I want to start." Out of everybody, you and Sarah. And you could tell just by your personalities that you were going to do it. 
And you guys, like I said, you put out a great product. The only, the the only thing I think that would make it better is more banter between the two of you, because you have that chemistry. I'm telling you, (laughs) I'm telling you, you're like, you're like, like an old married couple sometimes. Well, actually, you know that, that that's great feedback. And one of one of the things, uh, and Tamara, you, you can tell me whether you you felt the same. Is that sometimes when we've got a, a guest on, and, and we know the guests are um, you know a little bit nervous at times. So you know, our, our most recent guest was really quite nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it sort of makes it, it it stops me from doing the banter with Tamara because. Us, uh, we're likely to go off and forget the forget the guest. No, forget we have a guest. <laughs> yeah, I, that is I yeah that is kind of true sometimes because we get so caught up in the subject right or something that our yeah. guest said and and so we want to make sure that the show focuses on the guest and and Jimmy because the podcast is fueled from our radio show you have then also inadvertently made our radio show even better. Um, because the insights that you've given us for the podcast, you know, we, we put into the radio show. So it goes into our guests. It goes into the interview questions that we ask. It goes into the guests that we want to find and, you know, people reaching out and, you know, things like that. So you've really helped us all the way around strengthen the entire product that has become the brand of rethinking business success sauce and two pickles. And I thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's so nice of you to say. It really is. Yeah. Uh, it's very true. Uh, and the other thing that, you know, Tamara and I try to be conscious of is that, you know, when we have um, a guest and they're taking this very seriously and they're prepared notes and things, um, <laughs> we're, we're very aware of the fact that we shouldn't burst out laughing. You know, <laughs> uh, <over laughs> yeah, because I'm kind of like, you're not going to need any of those because <laughs> we're about to turn left. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, so, so, so true. We, we have to stop ourselves saying seriously. You know. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> That's where I want to. You know, it's it, it, it's amazing. I mean, we have we've been very lucky with the guests that we've been yeah, able yeah. to to attract, and you know, they've all had great stories to tell, which always helps. Um, you know, but it, it always helps to be prepared yourself. So. No, that, that, you've had you've had some great guests on there. That I have to say that. That's like I said, the 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 one girl, the screenwriter. I was listening <laughs> to that. You totally destroyed her, but great guest. <laughs> <laughs> we are the killer of dreams. I don't know. <laughs> In fact, but, you know what? To become a score mentor, you do have to take some training, and and part of the training I always remember. Once it was um, your job is not to throw cold water on somebody's dreams, and I was looking at the person that said that, and I was think I just caught myself from saying, "Damn!" <laughs> <laughs> I think I, we're, we're not in the right room then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> still, <But> no. <laughs> still tip boots. Let me kick them when they're down. <laughs> yeah. But you know, but but that is it. We can't. We. We have a lot of people that are trying to start businesses and, and everybody needs encouragement. And even when, you know, we might think it, it's not a, a great idea, I mean, we're, we're very conscious of the fact that it's their baby. It's their baby to such an extent that they've come out of their house 
they've come to us for help. They've come for mentoring. They've made themselves vulnerable by saying, I don't know. And, you know, you've got to respect that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, and that's when tomorrow and I have to put our serious faces on. Yeah, yeah but right. you know what? If you can't, <laughs> you have to, you guys have a, like a great attitude for that because you have a sense of humor. And yeah. believe me, if they're, not, if they're going into business and they don't have a sense of humor, Boy, it's going to, it's going to be a long, hard Well, and we've, we've failed. Right. And so we always bring all of that to the table too, you know, and in our own personal experience that I've tried certain things in my businesses or I've had to revamp and pivot and do things. And so I can bring that to the table and Sid has had to revamp too. And he's got his own personal experiences that we bring to the table. So we have that in the trenches kind of stuff so when my mentees come to me and say they're going to do you know they're they don't want to make their website live because they can't handle the influx of customers i'm like don't worry about yeah, that yeah, really you know <laughs> there won't be an influx of customers trust me <laughs> you can have a brick and mortar business i've been there and you can open the door and trust me they're not going to flood in right <laughs> yeah so but, yeah. i mean it's good that they have dreams you know, yeah. But... Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why um, one of the YouTubes I made, 10 Tips in 10 Minutes, uh, oh. in fact, one day I decided that yeah, I keep giving good advice that everybody ignores. So I decided to do 10 tips in 10 minutes on how to fail in business. And, yeah. and if you follow each one of the, if you follow any one of these tips, you'll fail. In fact, uh, some of these tips are so potent that you'll never get started. Uh, and if you choose to ignore these tips, you might just suffer some business success. <laughs> I think I think you sent that to me, actually. I think I did. Yeah, I, think I think I did. It's true. Yeah, I was waiting to get. Um, uh, I was waiting to be fired as a score mentor, actually, when I put that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> because I'm the chair, so now I can say no. <laughs> no. So, so I did. I did consult with tomorrow that you know I wouldn't get into trouble for doing this because. As core mentors, we have to be a little bit more serious and nurturing, and this was uh, how to fail. Yeah, but there we go. Well, guys, this has been great, and I'll, we'll definitely talk again, without a doubt. But Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Awesome. For, thank you. For thank you for having today. us, Jimmy. And again, we'll talk again. Okay. All right. Now, thank you. You're going to send me the I'm list gonna... of links? Yes. Yes, yes I will. Okay. Yep. Right. And um, I'll get and uh, talk to you later, Jimmy. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. I want to remind you everything we spoke about in that interview. The links are going to be in the show notes for this podcast. So. Make sure you check them out. Make sure you check out their podcast, Rethinking Business, Success Source, and Two Pickles. Make sure you check out their radio show on Tuesday nights under the same name, Rethinking Business, Success Source, and Two Pickles. You can get that right on your computer or on your phone. And listen, you're getting a golden opportunity here. You're getting two business professionals backed up by thousands of business professionals that are willing to help you start a business, whether it be full-time, part-time, or spare time. 
to put some full-time cash in your pocket. Maybe you want to change careers. Maybe you just want a part-time business. Maybe you just want to put some spare cash in your pocket here and there. Pay a bill or two. You're getting the opportunity to get professionals that are going to show you the way to do it. So make sure you take advantage of it. It's right there in front of you. Hey, I want to thank the two pickles, Tamara and Sid, for being here today with us. And I especially want to thank you because without you, none of this would be possible. And I want to remind you, my friends, remember this. No matter what, things can always be worse. That's right. Because somewhere right now, there's someone wishing that they were in your position. So things can always be worse. You've been listening to An Apple A Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. I'll talk to you next time. Have a great one, my friends. Thanks for listening to An Apple A Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.